Radio 191FM podcast. 1FM, it's the Otago Museum Breakfast Show. And right now I'm joined by Joe, Michael and his son, Vincent. Uh, How are we today? Good morning, Vincent. <laughs> How are you two today? Yeah, very well, thanks, Jamie. Good, welcome. Thank you so much for coming in this morning. Right, we're going to talk about Amazon Raised Up Sky. Um... This is an augmented reality piece. Can you tell us a little bit about augmented reality first? Um, about a little bit about the tech, I guess, and how it differs to virtual reality. Yeah, so I guess with augmented reality, you're still placed in the real world. Uh, with VR, it's sort of an enclosed headset. A lot of you be familiar with that. Mm-hmm. With augmented reality, it augments it. So we still see the, the room around us, and then it puts a digital image over the top of that. Ah, ah. So kind of like... A little bit like green screen in a way. Uh, I think more like you know Star Wars, Princess Leia, the, those kind of holographic things that you'd uh, see. Uh, so places the Im- 3D images in the space. Oh, I see. Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, people, I guess, over the last few couple of years, will know you best for your work, uh, Voices for the Future, um, when you projected uh, an iceberg slowly crashing down the UN building in New York. Um, and then and we also did one in Auckland as well. Yeah, that's right. Auckland Museum, yeah. That's right. Um, so tell us a little bit about um, this idea. Where, um, what exactly is the show and where did the idea come from? So this is, a, I guess it's an augmented reality artwork that I'm developing. Oh. And there's sort of two parallel projects, one here in New Zealand, and I've been um, doing huge high-resolution scans of Tane Mahuta and Tamato Nahiri up north. Then I got offered the opportunity to go to the Amazon and do huge Amazonian trees. So yeah. we do these huge photographic uh, point clouds, and that's to create an artwork. One of the other things I've been doing this year, obviously with the pandemic, I was supposed to spend three months in the Amazon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, during that time, I was having a lot of conversations with scientists and uh, indigenous leaders around uh, forest processes, you know, the scientific process of how carbon and water gets transferred through the tree. Yeah. So incorporating a lot of that into the artwork as well. Oh, fantastic. I'm interested to see how that would come out. I don't know how to frame a question towards that. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, when you think about it, because there's lots of literature on the, the process of carbon getting transferred, but we've yeah. sort of tried to find a way to, of visualising that. So when you see the trees, you see them as a photographic real object. Yeah. And then it transforms into this digital spirit world or we've got an orange um, uh, point cloud that looks like the carbon and you'll see that if you come to the museum tomorrow. Oh, amazing, amazing. Because, you know, I mean, when you think of a tree, it's like a lung, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's an amazing ecosystem. One of the things I've learned is, like, how the trees tap into the fungus or the mycelium network and they exchange uh, sugars with the fungus, and then the fun- fungus p- provides nutrients. And then what happens is the tree sort of almost gets like an X-ray vision into the forest. So it can see 20 or 30 metres further into the forest and knows where to grow its roots towards the water. Oh, wow. So, pretty trippy. That is pretty trippy. That's really <laughs> trippy. Uh, of course, it, it's uh, 2020, and we've been going through a pa- uh, pandemic. Um, is this uh, what you've done in this project? Is this what you initially set out to do? Uh, I guess it's transformed, a, well, a little, maybe a lot, actually. The technology that I was using, I had a, originally I was using LiDAR technology, which is lasers that um, fire out and, and, and um, you sort of map the environment through the laser technology. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. because of the pandemic and the difficulty with travel, we converted um, a lot of the stuff into drone and photography. And it's actually been an amazing transition into that. Um, of course, I mean, this... Um 
project is about the Amazon, and um, you know, there's a there's a lot of a, um, politics attached to that, um, and, and especially with uh, Bolsonaro in Brazil at the moment. Did you have any trouble from the Brazilian government in terms well, of this project? It was funny because we were just at Tapapa last week and we had the Brazilian ambassador um, introduce the um, the show and the exhibition, which was really nice. There, I mean, obviously, it's a yeah, there's a, it's a delicate um, conversation. But what I've, I guess I've focused on is really talking about the environment. Obviously, yeah. there's a lot of um, stuff going on, but talking about the beauty of the environment, starting to understand the science and, and talking with the indigenous leaders about why they value the forest. Um, you, you talked a little bit about, before about Tane Mahuta, uh, you know, New Zealand's uh, giant calorie and stuff. Uh, how did our trees um, stand up against the trees of the Amazon? It's a really interesting contrast, I guess, and like, I mean, the trees we have here in New Zealand are amazing. Um, one of the things we've been doing as well is along this tour that I've been doing and through the North Island, we scanned a couple of trees. There's a tree in um, Potiki that we scanned up there. Um, uh, Taki Takira was the name of that. It's like a 1,500-year-old Puriridi tree. Mm-hmm. And we also scanned another one called Ratanui near Wanganui. And so it's been interesting. Um, obviously, I started the project up in the Waipo Forest, but I've sort of started to scan quite a few other trees around New Zealand now, which is really cool. Are you doing any down here? Uh, I think there's one down in the Catlins. We've been chatting to Forest and Bird. There's a lot of different people, but I think there's a tree down in the Catlins we might be going to in a couple of days. Nice. And how's the tour been so far? Because, of course, this is your stop in Hortipoti, but you've been all around the nation. You've got, I think, here in uh, Wanaka. Wanaka next week, and then Ash, we finish in Ash Vegas. Um, <laughs> it's a great way to finish the tour. Yeah. But how's the tour been so far? How's people's responses to the show? Oh, it's been really awesome. And um, we had a huge turnout in, in Wellington. And it's just nice to see the reaction to the docker and the, and the technology. Still, we're developing the artwork, so it's not a full finished art installation, but mm-hmm. it's really nice to sort of share that process. And you did this with support from a whole bunch of other uh, of entities, uh, but especially the Latin American Centre of Asia Pacific Excellence. And so, um, what, what's the plan for the show once um, I guess it can leave the shores? Is that the plan to take it to South America? Eventually, I would like to take it, yeah, back to Brazil and South America. Um, over the next year, we're talking about developing it into a web uh, website platform I guess that's the next phase of the of the work is to continue scanning the trees mm-hmm. and then um, develop that into a web platform and then eventually um, as the technology de- you know develops more we'll, we'll turn that into the full installation how much of an area have you met uh, not so much of an area but some more individual trees okay. so I spent uh, like most of this year there's a crew in, in Manaus which is a city in the middle of the Amazon they'll go out maybe a day away from Manaus and they'll send me, um, you know, uh, photographs of different trees and then from there we select the trees that look amazing and then start scanning those. Do they have significant trees over there like we did with Kane Mahuta? Do they have trees that have, have a lot of meaning to the entire nation? Yeah, there is really and it's one I became pretty obsessed with. It's called a summer Uma yeah. and it's got this, this huge, huge base on it. And um, uh, in the doco we talk about that. They're one of the other th- amazing things actually which I discovered was that like the amount of water that um, goes down the, the Amazon and there's, there's sort of two rivers that make up the Amazon, yeah, the Amazon yeah. River and then the Rio Negro, which is the Black River. But you literally get an 11 metre change in water level. And so these trees, year on year... Suck up that much water. No, they're just living in 11 metres of oh, water. Oh, oh. So it's almost, you know, mangroves type thing. But there's huge, huge trees. Imagine Tane Mahuta 
live, living, and and every year it's sort of sitting in 11 meters of water, then it goes away and comes back. So that's amazing. Pretty that's insane. amazing. Yeah. Oh, wow. It sounds like an well, obviously it's the Amazon. Sounds like an incredible place, and it's I guess it's pretty amazing that you've been able to bring all the parts of it to. Um, New Zealand to Aotearoa and to uh, other places around the world where you get to see um, a little bit of kind of, I guess, behind the scenes of the forest. Yeah, yeah. And that's what the doco shows is some of those conversations, the development of the artwork. Yeah. And uh, the other thing I'm talking about also tomorrow at the museum, I'm doing a bit of an extended um, talk on the Antarctic process and sort of take people down and show some of the icebergs and the development of that work as well. Okay, so is it the process... Um from glacial to, to iceberg to... Yeah, we, we went to the Antarctic Peninsula. Yeah. And so that, that artwork is kind of, I guess, telling that story of the, the cycle of the ice. Yeah, because the West, West Antarctic is just sheer. It's an insane area and huge mountains as well. That was the other thing that really surprised me is how big the mountains are there. Yeah. And you get the glaciers, you know, carving huge amounts of ice into the, into the water. And then that particular area is really amazing as well because it has a reef system, a network of islands that sort of keeps the icebergs into these yeah. iceberg graveyards, and that's when we photographically map those. Yeah, people tend to forget that underneath all that ice is actually landfall, right? Yeah. It's actually a proper continent. It's huge. Because you kind of think of it in the same way as you think of the Arctic a little bit. Yeah. yeah. The other thing, I guess, that surprised me when I was down there is that um, uh, we went swimming at one point, freezing cold, but yeah. I was surprised that it was um, salt water. You know, we're so used to yeah. glaciers meeting uh, fresh water here in New Zealand. Yeah. So... Yeah, and to, and to have um, salt water freeze, you know, it's very, very cold. Yeah, it's pretty cold, it's isn't pretty it? It's pretty cold. All right, so what's going on tomorrow over at the Hutton Theatre here at the Art Library? So at 5pm, uh, we kick off with the talk on Antarctica, and then um, about 5.30, we're going to start. There's a, about a 20-minute talk on the Amazon and the Amazon process, and then we play a documentary after that. If you sneak in a little bit early, we'll show you some of the augmented reality uh, technology, and then we'll show that again after the show. Brilliant. Is there any cost attached to this? Free show. Free show? <laughs> Everyone loves a free show. <laughs> Everybody loves a free show. So, uh, no excuses really. Um, tomorrow at the Hutton Theatre at the Otago Museum uh, from 5, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, go and check it out. It sounds like it's going to be incredible. Hey, Joe, thank you so much for coming in today. And you too, Vincent. Thanks. Say bye, Vincent. Bye bye. Bye bye. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy uh, the Thanks. warmth, and um, we'll see you tomorrow. This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.